Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, regular listeners. You may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner. Well... That and the fact that we're not allowed to use our title anymore. It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Honey and Cod. I'm Ita Marsulovic. And I'm Sarit Packer. This week, we're in our friend's garden in southeast London. We're going to light up the barbecue and we're going to cook some dishes from our upcoming book, Chasing Smoke. Our book is all about our travels around the Levant, chasing fires everywhere, cooking on grills. Last week, we celebrated the start of a brand new season. Of we took the crunchiest, crispiest, sweetest bits of all of the previous seasons, cut them all up together, made a little mixtape for you guys for your listening pleasure. I hope you all enjoyed it. And now we're going to start on the brand new season. So I think I'm going to go start the fire. You can tell everyone what we're cooking. Sure. Go and get smelly, and I'll, I'll do the nice job. I'll here. go and get smoky. So this week we're kicking off with our first chapter of five. This is all about Egypt and our travels. We were so inspired by our trip to Egypt, especially Alexandria. The recipe we're going to be cooking is inspired by something we had on the Corniche there. The Corniche is the promenade by the sea. There were street vendors with tiny little coal ovens cooking sweet potatoes. And you just buy one on the street and eat it hot. So sweet. You know, you just sit there by the beach having your sweet potato with, you know, crispy sea salt. It's just an amazing dinner, so... Yeah, and we've kind of added a little embellishment of uh, using an almond tahini with it. It's made from 100% almonds. It's really delicious. It complements the sweetness of the sweet potatoes so well. And really, that's kind of all the ingredients you will need. You need some sweet potatoes, some whole natural almonds, some oil. Yeah, a little else? bit of salt. That's pretty much it. Well, we drizzle with a bit of day molasses. That's just like a twist on the edge. You don't have to do it, but it's delicious if you do. In this episode, we're going to chat with Laila Sabala, who we met in Cairo and took us around all of Cairo's best-kept food secrets. And we can't wait to catch up with her. And we're also going to talk to Patricia Niven, the Red Mullet, our beautiful photographer who traveled with us all through it. I mean, anyone that can put up with us over, like, so <laughs> many trips. Just like, you know, the two of us are kind of intense. And she's always, like, fun and always enjoys a good meal and takes an amazing photo, so you can't ask for anything else. Okay, we'll hear from both of them a bit later, but let's cook first. 
I'm just gonna get the almond and just to soften them, I'm just gonna pour some boiling water. We're just gonna set them aside. And I'm going to get some sweet potatoes just wrapped in um, silver foil. Just one layer so they kind of don't burn completely. And actually I'm gonna cook these in the embers rather than on top of the grill. So if you have a grid on there, just move it off and nestle them kind of amongst the embers. And they'll take maybe, well, depends on their size, between half an hour to an hour to cook if they're big ones. Yeah, well, you don't want them in the hottest part. No, just in gentle embers, just kind of all those sugars intensify and cook. And it all kind of becomes this parcel of joy. Yeah, there's something really special that happens to the sweet potato. When you wrap it like this, all the liquid, all the water that is in the vegetable, they just boil and they sort of cook it very slowly and then evaporate and caramelize. So it becomes kind of a little bit smoky, but also so, so sweet and kind of uh, almost like toffee or treacle or something like that. And if you get it a little bit burnt in places, Oh, that's, that's wonderful because it? it gives it a little bit of bitterness with the entire sweetness and you want to get as much smoke in it as you possibly can because this is a really i think very exciting combination of flavors the sweet slightly bitter very smoky works really really well for me we have our sweet potatoes on the grill cooking slowly we have the almond soaking uh, they're going to need another 20 30 minutes or so we have time for a little chat and then we're going to come back and finish the dish Hello! Hey Patsy! Hi guys! Do you remember like January 2019? Where did we go? Oh, we went to Egypt. I know. Like even the drive from Cairo airport to our hotel <laughs> was like, we needed like three weeks to recover from that alone. It was so crazy. It was an assault on the senses. It's so alive, isn't it? Yeah. It's such amazing energy. Yeah. All these people and all this stuff and all this food in the streets and in the restaurants and everyone's just like jumping off of buses to buy <gasps> some like fruit from the vendor. Yeah, because the doors weren't shut. <laughs> no, they don't like shut doors, which I think is really, there's something nice about that. But maybe when you're not traveling at speed <laughs> or in a train. <laughs> An old London route master where you just don't have doors and you can jump on and off to buy your, your figs on the side of the road. Yes. Yeah. What, what really struck me about Cairo, and this is everyone we told oh yeah we're going to Alexandria everyone said like oh yeah Alexandria is so nice but the traffic is terrible and I was like <laughs> you're saying the traffic there is terrible like this is the worst I've ever seen I could not imagine worse traffic in my life and it's worse in Alexandria and it was it was wasn't it it was worse it took us three hours to get into the city on that first day that we were traveling <laughs> into the city just to the city it's crazy <laughs> it took three hours and that was with five lanes of traffic in three marked lanes wasn't it yes I suppose it was good we were kind of there not in the hottest months as well so I think <laughs> like <laughs> I wonder if they do all those little fires you know the cart fires what else, what could you get? Tea, corn? Sweet potatoes. Uh, those little uh, lupin things. Uh, beans that are like, you eat them without the peel. They kind of taste strange. It's the only plate, you know, nobody knows what they are. <laughs> they get eaten in the Middle East quite a lot. But speaking of beans, should we talk about full madame? Full madamas. I really like them. The two of you were like vultures, no? We were addicted. <laughs> it's not my thing so much. It's a bit too like heavy for me, but you were having it for like, breakfast cereal with all the <laughs> toppings in case uh, someone doesn't know 
full madamas is dried fava beans yeah. that are slow cooked. To submission. Yeah. Like they're cooked until they are falling apart completely. So it's like a porridge. It has kind of a brownish grayish color. And you have it for... <laughs> it's not horrible. It's wonderful. Itamar and Patsy think it's the best food on earth. For me, for me, it's horrible. You can have it on the street or you can have it like there's little cafes that would serve you full. And you get your little bowl and you get toppings on that, like tahini, chopped peppers, onions, Patsy's drooling already, <laughs> egg, hot sauce, and then you mix it all up together. A bit of olive oil. Spring onion, like lemon, those tiny little Egyptian lemons that are amazing. Oh my amazing. God, those lemons are amazing. And bread and dip. Yeah. This is like your breakfast or your lunch. And me and Patsy had it for breakfast every day. So the full was your favorite thing? Mm-mm. I loved walking around at night when we were in Alexandria. Yeah. Very atmospheric, isn't it? And all the car pyjamas. I loved them as well. <laughs> That's true. All the cars had pyjamas. Do you remember? They had like sleeping bags. Stripey sleeping bags. That was fantastic. There was a lot of uh, car fashion. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was a pleasure chatting to you. You too. Let's go somewhere soon. Mm-hmm. As soon as we're allowed. Somewhere with full. Okay, so we're back from our little chat, our sweet potatoes. I'm just kind of shimmy them in the grill just to the other side so that they cook and we're going to make our almond tahini. Yeah, so I have my soaking almonds. I'm just going to strain them. Just going to get rid of the water into one of these beautiful plant pots. <laughs> and then the soaking kind of softens the almonds, so they're just, they're not completely soft but they're kind of like a little bit more milky or a little bit more pliable, I guess. And we leave the skins on, but just because we like it, you could use peeled ones as well. Yeah, but there's so much flavor in the skin, so I'm just going to tip the almonds into my food processor. I'm going to add a few little bits to flavor it, because we don't need to crush it or anything. The machine's going to do the work for you. And we just are ready to crush our Almonds. So that's going to be extremely noisy. Prepare your ears. And you want quite a high power blitzer. For this first stage, we bring to like a kind of rough breadcrumb consistency. Then we slowly start adding vinegar and oil and salt. Salt. Salt, 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 salt. Let's have a look inside, see what it looks like. So it needs to be quite fine crumb. It's okay if it's not completely even in texture, that's going to make it a little bit nicer even. And then if you have one of those machines that has a little, uh, you know, squeezy, liquidy thing through it, what do you call those things? Hole? Yeah, but like it's not really a hole, is it? It's like a lid that you can pour things in as it's blitzing. I don't know that there's a word for this. We don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's blitz and add. Yeah, so I'm going to start with the... Vinegar. Vinegar. Some salt. And work that in, a little bit of salt. A little bit of water. And that's oil first. A little bit of oil, that's just to make As it a little in. bit smoother. Just want to kind of work that in. You want to add yeah. cold water, otherwise the hot water can split it. So this is why we let it cool and strain before. And this makes it really milky and it might look a bit loose at first sight, but actually the almonds continue to kind of 
drink all this texture up and it will thicken as you go so make sure it's nicely even nicely seasoned and then set it aside that needs a bit more blitzing though yeah and you can add a bit of lemon juice if it needs a bit of sharpening so texture should be like a kind of double thick double cream yeah and once it sits for about 20 minutes it will become something more like clotted cream i suppose yeah really thickens so you need to be conscious of that and if you make it ahead then you just want to loosen it up before you serve it with some water and maybe a squeeze of lemon juice yeah let's taste it and see if it's good yeah did you add any lemon juice in the end no not yet. Mm. do with a bit more salt for me yeah okay a bit more salt and one final whiz Beautiful. Good. All right. So let's see if our sweet potatoes are done in the grill. And you really want to check them with a sharp knife. You should just yeah. check your knife. Should pierce all the way through directly, and then onto a plate. And watch it. They're going to be little hot passes of joy. Just removing the grate so that I can pull them off to the plates. Love that and it just kind of it's like candy yeah just lets out these sugars onto the silver foil they're kind of they look a bit shriveled but the inside will be like an intense orange flesh lots and lots of flavor and this smells it smells like a candy factory it's so sweet mm. So that's the dish. Hopefully you managed to cook along with us. If not, listen to us again when you get all your ingredients ready. And we're not going to eat just yet because we're going to have a, a little conversation. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Layla. Hi, Layla. 
Hi, guys. Can't believe that it's been two years since we met. I know, right? It feels like a long time away, but it also feels like it was, you know, like recent. So it's 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 a weird feeling. Yeah, because not so much happened. <laughs> like <laughs> so much happened with COVID, true. but also nobody did anything. So yeah. it really changes our perception of time, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. Definitely. But Laila, you, you, you know, we have such fun memories. We had this amazing trip to Cairo and you took us around eating, which, first of all, is our favorite pastime, but it's also <laughs> your favorite pastime. Like, this is what you do. You take Definitely. people around eating. <laughs> Definitely. Um, in my head, I have this extreme memory of us walking in a little kind of side street, walking towards like smoke coming out of the top of a building because we wanted to see what was going on. And it was this <laughs> uh, local bakery kind of doing baladi bread. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we I do. Kind of I, I definitely to... do remember that because it's generally not part of our tour. Could you explain what's baladi bread and a little bit about what we saw in that bakery? Definitely. So baladi bread, the word baladi actually means local. Technically, if you translate it, it translates to my country. So my country's bread. We call it Aish Baladi in Arabic, in Egyptian Arabic. And Baladi bread is the most common bread in Egypt, a bread that everybody eats. It is actually subsidized by the government for some people who can't afford it. It is a huge, huge part of our culture. And it's bread that we eat every single day in every single meal. So you can have it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You always have it next to your meals. It's always on the table. And it's basically a flatbread. If you remember seeing the dough, it was a very moist and damp Really dough, wet. Really, right? really wet Exactly. Dough. Like the disc was laid down on a layer of bran. So that provided that lovely texture at the bottom. And then you basically rested it and then threw it in the oven. And it would puff up in the middle and be closed on the sides. And it just separated and created this little... Reminds me of the Chinese lanterns. Um, yeah, that's yeah. like a big pillow yeah. that light up yeah it's like a really puffy nice pillow and then obviously after it rests it settles and relaxes again to me the best part of that experience was because we were lucky enough to be with you you kind of paved the way for me to go in and actually they let me kind of try and shape the dough with them yeah. and it was beautiful because it was like all men if I remember correctly and all different ages like from quite a young boy to, to kind of quite an older man all in this like almost like a chain making like so much bread and they let me kind of try and shape it and they were just laughing at me so much because I couldn't get the hang of like how they made the shape so perfect and for them it was so natural for me the dough is just they escaping. weren't even looking they were just kind of tossing it over their shoulder yeah just, yeah they had their own kind of little rhythm and their own little world yeah yeah but Laila, we also went afterwards and ate Khawaushi, which was done with the same bread, isn't it? With the Aish Baladi? The, yes. And that bakery specifically provided the Hawaushi shop with sort of stiffer bread. So it was literally the same bread, but they made the dough a little bit different because they wanted to make sure that when you put the raw minced beef in it, yeah. it doesn't fall apart, right? Because the bread is not cooked and crispy yet. So you would yeah. stuff the meat and it would be raw completely with the spices, if you want to add cheese, you would also do that. You throw it in the oven. And then once the beef is fully cooked, you would then brush a lot of ghee on the bread on the outside and put it really close to the fire. So that it creates this beautiful, crispy outer layer. Mm. And then when you bite in it, it's like really crispy on the outside, but super moist and beautiful on the inside. And then the flavor is just, you know, 
hit you. And it's just one of those things where... It was so delicious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that Hawaii shop actually just opened right next to my house in the suburbs. But Laila, tell us, you've started another tour in a different part of Egypt? Because we, we, you know, yeah. we yes. want to know what we're eating next time. We're allowed to travel <laughs> and we come back. Yeah, so. When we met up with you, you took us around downtown Old Cairo. Right. And you were talking about doing another tour in Heliopolis. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So our other tour in Heliopolis is called Our Favorite Neighborhood Eats. Food with a little bit of a twist. So for example, falafel sandwiches, or what we call tamaya sandwiches, they're super common here. You eat them, you know, all the time for breakfast. You typically have falafel made with fava beans or tamaya, again, made with fava beans. A little bit of uh, tahina inside and a little bit of salad in our baladi bread. But what is different about the sandwich we offer in the other tour is that we offer a sandwich called dynamite. It's dynamite like dynamite. Exactly. It's dynamite. Oh my God. Yes. But I promise you, it is so delicious and worth it. What's inside? So dynamite is basically a combination of almost everything that the shop has to offer um, <laughs> in separate sandwiches. Put together so beautifully. It's like this beautiful medley of creamed or like mashed fava beans. They add this like beautiful creamy texture. And then you've got a little bit of farifin inside. So you've got the crunch. And then they've got French fries. And then they've got eggplant. And then they've got even arugula. So there's a little bit of freshness in there. You could oh even throw God. in a boiled egg. Oh. And <laughs> most of the food and falafel shops do that sandwich or make that sandwich. But they just put the stuff together. Versus this one is more curated. You know, they put the stuff together in the right amounts to make them work together to give you that beautiful texture that you want, to give you that beautiful flavor that you're looking that for. That sounds amazing. So why is it called dynamite? Why is it called dynamite? There's no like official source to say why it's called dynamite, but I believe it's because it makes you really gassy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Because you're, ta- you're talking about fava explosive. beans, you know, and yeah, it is explosive. It's pretty explosive. Um, but again, it, it is so worth it. Trust me. Tell us about uh, Heliopolis. Why, tell us a little bit about the area. So Heliopolis has always had a special place in our hearts. The architecture there and the history there is so special. So Heliopolis is, is technically the first ever suburb. And that history shapes the food because there's so much diversity there. So in Egypt, the two major religions are Islam and Christianity. Let's say 15% Christians and the rest are Muslims. But in Heliopolis, the percentage of Christians is way higher than that for a lot of reasons. Reason number one is that the two people that commissioned uh, Heliopolis to be built were actually European. So they were Armenian and Belgian. And obviously, when that happens, that attracts a lot of immigrants from these different countries. So Heliopolis mm. has a lot of Armenian history, has a lot of Greek history, and it's got this diversity that is a bit European. It is known to a certain extent, especially the part that we cover, as more of a, an affluent neighborhood. And that also, again, affects the food, you know? Yeah. So that's not to say that there's no diversity everywhere else in Cairo. Of course, every single neighborhood had its unique features that make it attractive and appealing to visit. Um, But Heliopolis is just more personal to us. Uh, Even one of our guides who joined us last year, he grew up in Heliopolis and still lives there. So when he's leading the tour, it's completely different because he can literally point at his house and be like, this is where I've lived my whole life, Uh you know, and 
it makes the experience so much richer. So I'm not sure if you guys got to try fatir when you came here. Yes. So fatir is typically, you know, you can have it sweet or savory. You can have it with cheeses. You can have it stuffed with sausages, right? You can also have it with yeah. honey. But tell tell I our listeners you, about fatir, what it is. Yeah, I so like fatir, the honey one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honey one too. So fatir is basically this dough baked into a pie. Think of it like a flat pie. Um, kind of like a pizza, but completely different texture. Texture similar to filo, I would say. And it's just yeah, it's really layered. Like you, it's you it's know. very layered. Exactly, it breaks apart in the oven, and it creates these beautiful layers. And it's a little bit crispy on the outside, but then like again, soft on the inside. And um, it actually dates all the way back to ancient Egypt. So it's a pretty Egyptian thing, which is yeah. beautiful. So the place we go to in our Heliopolis tour does something really interesting because that shop is originally a konefa place. So he literally makes the konefa strands, the konefa dough, yeah. the family's original specialty. But what they did is they started also offering fatir, which was really, really great. And then they decided that they're going to stuff the fatir with their konefa. Oh my God, this is like my kind of so, shop. I can't yes. believe that. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it is beautiful. Like most of my friends have never even heard of the concept. I had never heard of the concept when I first went to the shop when we were exploring it. But when the um, owner introduced me to the idea of Konefa stuffed fatir, I was like, ew, what are you talking about? Honestly, that was, that was really my reaction. Because I was like, is it all going to be like too much and too sweet? He's like, no, just trust me. You know what? Here's try this for free. And I <laughs> fell in love instantly. It was so balanced. It was so good. There's like the, the konefa was already, you know, doused with syrup on the inside. Laila, to me, that it sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> this is what I mean with like food with a twist, really. I can't wait to go back. First of all, I can't wait to go back to Cairo, which I absolutely fell in love with. <laughs> But if I needed another reason, it'll be to go and do your tour in Heliopolis. <laughs> It sounds amazing. It does sound amazing. When we came to Egypt for Bamia, I came for the okra. <laughs> and when I came, it was not in season and I was crushed. <laughs> mm. So now I need to know what's in season now and how to plan my visit so I can have Bamia. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'm super excited about is mangoes because it's summer now mm, that means mango yeah. season and I know that most people don't think about mangoes when they come to Egypt um, which is such a shame because Egypt actually grows more than 32 varieties of mangoes oh wow yes and I like mangoes people's reaction is usually are there 32 varieties of mangoes I'm like yes there <laughs> are but What that means is whenever you go to a juice bar or a juice shop, which are very, very common here and a huge part of our culture, always have been, not a trend, each different shop would have, you know, their special recipe. So you put mangoes together depending on a lot of different things. So it could depend on the flavor, could depend on whether it smells good or, or you know, strong. It could depend on the texture of the mango. So, for example, one of the shops we go to puts Eight different types of mango in their juice, oh, wow. which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and <laughs> and the reason amazing. you have to mix and match is not only for the flavor, but also because it can be really expensive, and you don't want it to be expensive because you want it to be accessible to to everyone. Yeah. Our mangoes are delicious. They grow in a city called mostly in a city called Ismailia, which is uh, actually very close to Suez. 
Yeah. Everybody knows Suez now, I think. If you didn't know Suez, <laughs> it's become you do very now. famous. <laughs> the traffic issues, I hear. Yeah. My grandpa actually used to have a mango farm there a very long time ago. Really? And I, I grew up, so at the beginning of summer, we'd always find this box of mangoes at, at our door. And it would just be his driver dropping off, you know, mangoes for mango season. So I know that Egypt has many terrific things. But for me, it's the lemons. I love the Egyptian lemons mm. so much. Mm. Lila we, probably doesn't even know how special her lemons are because yeah. they're just the lemons they eat with everything. For us, it's like, oh true. my God, they're juicy yeah, and <laughs> sour and sweet. But for you, it's just lemons. <laughs> I, I'll make a note and send you guys some lemons. <laughs> yeah, a box of lemons, a box of mangoes, some sure. okra and dinner meat sandwich. <laughs> and dinner okay, meat sandwich. Noted. Lila, tell us just if anyone wants to find you and is going to come to Egypt. And if they come, they have to do a tour with you. Tell us your website and how to find you. So our website is www.belliesenroute.com. So en route is not O-N route. It's like the French en route. The French, yeah. uh, so E-N and then route. You can message us via our website or Instagram or Facebook. And it's all just at Bellies en route. So very yeah. easy to find. We had such an amazing tour with you and Maya. And actually, I felt like I was with my sisters because we kind of all uh-huh. look the same. And it was just so nice. And we, we had such a lovely time. And I, I hope we get to do it again. So did we. It was, uh, it was honestly a highlight for us, for sure. We were so happy to meet you guys. You know, we loved watching how excited you were about all the food because we, we feel the same way, obviously. Thank you so, so much for having us on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Give our love to Mia. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Darlene, good talking to you. Bye. Bye. That was a good catch-up. It's good to hear what everyone's been up to this past year. I think we're ready to eat now, don't we? I'm definitely ready to eat now. So now it's really going to happen. Just cut them in half. Oh, look at the steam coming out. Just the smell of it is incredible. This is a really mouth-watering work, isn't it? <laughs> the colour is incredible. It's bright orange. And I'm kind of just going to make some like little slits with a spoon just so that the, the almond tahini kind of drizzles all the way down. A little sprinkling of salt directly onto the sweet potatoes. Yeah, that's really the contrast of the sweetness and the crunch of salt is really something. And even if you serve it now as it is, Maybe with a drizzle of oil, but even you don't have to. That's going to be delicious enough as it is. But with the almond tahini, I think that's next level. I'm just spooning just into the center of these sweet potatoes, some of the almond tahini. And then I'm going to drizzle it with a bit of date molasses on top for a bit of sweetness. And we're going to be ready to chow down. Uh, In the restaurant, we add some smoked almonds on top and some chopped spring onions. With a fork. I feel it's more of a spoon type of dish. Okay, I have a fork for you, so I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> yeah, very glad that you You can like leave it, it for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hot. Okay. It's going to be a mouth burner, no? Mmm. It's not so bad one, too. The cool almond tahini on it just sets mm. really nicely. Oh, wow. That is really, really good. I um, mean, you know what, this year... It's been so cold and we've been at home so much. We've even used our wood stove 
a wood burning oven at home and I've just wrapped <laughs> sweet potatoes and put them in just to eat this dish because it's so delicious. I think that was more kind of after we finished Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finished Netflix again. We had really nothing else to do that we started cooking on the log burner. But it was fun. Well, the sweet potatoes were good when we tried to make pizza. That was Pizza was a bit more of a failure. <laughs> It's not an epic success. Okay, but continue it? telling them stories so that I can eat quietly. <laughs> you want me to fill my mouth with words? With words and rather than sweet my potatoes. sweet potato. I think the only thing I would say is it's missing that bit of green. The spring onion. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something fresh. But that that said, give me that any time, day or night. I'm happy. Okay, but that's not an argument. No, I'm not arguing with you. But that's like the first time ever. Yeah, enjoy the moment. Okay, I will. So guys, if you enjoyed cooking with us today, really hope you listen to the other four episodes in this series. It's kind of a mini series to give you inspiration, a summer project, say, of cooking on your barbecue, food from all around the Levant. We cooked in uh, Israel, in Egypt, in Jordan, in Turkey, and in Greece. We had such an amazing time. Hopefully, if you cook along with us, then you'll get a bit of a flavor of the trip we had. It will take you, transport you to another place until travel is completely safe again. Yeah, I hope you, you enjoy. And if you want to hear more or read more about our trips, it's all in our book, Chasing Smoke. We want to thank our guests, Laila Hasabala and Patricia Neven. We want to say a big thank you to our producer, Miranda Hinckley, and Richard Ward for additional production. A big thank you to Paul Brogdon, our audio engineer, and Daniel Winchell, who has composed our new theme music that we're very proud of. A special thank you to Louisa Kornfeld, head of communication in Honey and Co. and much else, and to Polly Russell for donating her garden. It's goodbye for me, Sarit Packer. And for me, Tamal Surlovich, thank you for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.